October. Brocktober. It should be no bra November, but we're in October, so November. November. <laughs> November. <laughs> Welcome to an emergency recording of Let's Rewatch. The show where we uh, watch movies from our youth and decide if they're still any good. Apparently, the movie that we're watching this week has been getting a lot of attention on the internet, so we had to perform an emergency recording to address this uh, this late-breaking, meme-inducing movie, uh, uh, which also... I think you're making it sound like something more than it is. We pretty much decided that we were going to watch this movie, like... The first time that we started recording the podcast. Also, Ash I don't I think this movie is as big as that gif of the CW skeleton guy doing his little dance. I'm Nick. I'm Ash. I'm Brett. I'm Sam. Minus. And that's Bryce. And so the movie we're watching this week um, in our emergency uh, town hall meeting of woo, Let's Rewatch <laughs> is uh, Hocus Pocus from 1993. Uh, apparently a uh, favorite in this group for oh, yeah. Halloween festivities. I think it's a necessary, right, Sam? I for agree. October. It's not really Halloween without this movie. Without Bette Midler singing randomly. <laughs> and writing a vacuum. So I've, I've never seen this ridiculousness. Really? You've never seen never, Hocus Pocus? I've never seen this. So <gasps> okay, Nick. This is going to be fun. I don't see why this is so essential. Buckle up, bitches. Yeah. Do not rain on our parade, Nick, because this is not by any means like a film masterpiece, but it is amazing still. And so. even, even that's an understatement. Yeah. This is uh, from 1993, which I, say, I think says a lot about the <laughs> two of you and why you're you're so excited about it. Our childhood. Yeah, this is the same year as Jurassic Park. So I think this is well, like... So all the good movies came out that year. Well, see. I think it's clear that some, uh, some foundational memories for you came from 1993. I think this is... So five. Five years old. That's like the... You were five years that's old That's like 1993. The, I was. That's like the year where you start... Like the memories start searing in your brain, maybe. Wow, that's crazy. That I was five. That that you're so passionate about movies that you saw when you're five. Although I guess, I guess I'm pretty excited about ET. Like ET is a pretty important movie. ET is, amazing. and I'm very passionate about the fact that ET scared the living bejesus out of me. I cried because I was time. five. <laughs> Did it scare you too? No, I cried every time when he oh, like died. I was just bawling. Yeah. And then I could, like, not You're be You're supposed to. Yeah. So, uh, Hocus Pocus uh, was directed by a fellow named Kenny Ortega. King? Uh, Kenny. Oh. <laughs> like the chili? Well, I am King Ortega. Well, there's a director named King Vidor. Is there really? Yeah. What did he direct? I'm sure it's so, it was It was the Wizard of Oz era. I can't remember which movies. Oh. He may have been involved with Wizard of Oz. It had, like, three different directors at some point. Someone correct us on Twitter. But we're not talking about King Vidor. We're talking about Kenny Ortega. The name seemed kind of familiar to me when I heard it. And when I look him up, it, it turns out that this dude is like musical guy. His first major film was Newsies, which I, I think has a lot of fans. Hocus Pocus would be his second. He would go on to be the, uh, the auteur behind the high school musical films. Oh no! Yeah, <laughs> this is that guy. Why and uh, 
the Michael Jackson film This Is It, which I think is like a concert film. So yeah, he's like super musical guy. It and apparently wasn't it for you. It was for Michael Jackson. <laughs> oh, dark joke. <laughs> wah, wah. <laughs> really dark joke. Um, and he's he's involved with the Descendants, which oh, really? are Band? you excited about Descendants? You're really into that other Disney show. Wait. Um, are we talking about the show or the, the band? The, the show. show. No, I don't know the show. Oh, it's um, it's like the Runaways, but for uh, for for Disney characters. It's like the children of the Disney villains. Oh. Aren't you into that other Disney show? Once upon a time. Once upon a time. Yeah. Yes, is my guilty pleasure. I love that so show I don't know so if, much. It's I don't know good. if Descendants <laughs> is like Once Upon a Time or if it's like Disney Channel. You know, preteen sitcoms, but or, I've been you know, hearing it's that a lot indie about band. it. Oh wait, no, I'm thinking the Decemberist. God damn it! <laughs> <laughs> Never mind. <laughs> or or the Hawaii movie starring George Clooney. Uh, yeah, I love that. It's none of Jim those Rash. things. <laughs> yeah. So yeah, this is like a musical guy, which you know, again, musical I, guy. That's how you have to say okay. it. I haven't seen this movie, but now I'm wondering, is this going to be like a Bette Midler musical situation? Well, <laughs> well, there there yeah. will be one. Spoilers. There will be one. At least one. one at least one Bette Midler? I remember, I remember one. Yeah. Which, which leads us to predictions, and I predict that I will not enjoy Bette oh. Midler musical stuff. It's only one. It's only one. And they like kind of... Unlike other movies where people randomly burst into song, they like kind of mm -hmm. integrate this into a logical moment. It's not completely unlogical why they're singing. Okay. It occurred to me like this is a possible downfall to this podcast idea because at some point I'm going to have to come out of the gate as the uncharismatic bummer of a guy just saying, I think I'm going to hate this. <laughs> I don't think I'm going to like this at all. I don't think you're going to like it either. I'm going to be okay. honest. I don't yeah, I'm not a Bette Midler, Kathy and Jimmy target audience member. You know, Bette Midler has said, though, that this was her favorite role. And, like, you could really tell that she's having a great time. Okay. So it's, like, the most Bette Midler-y Bette Midler? I don't know. I, it's, that doesn't appeal to me either. No, it's, like... Just throw away everything you know about Bette Midler and just think of her as an actress, a random actress that you don't know. Again, and I think you'll enjoy it. Let me refer you to the box art. Does she look like she's <laughs> having the, fun? She it, is doing duck lips on the box. This so. it really does not look like a movie I would like. Duck face before duck face was a thing. Bette Midler face? Shall we change it to that? <laughs> <laughs> I think the amount of joy I'll give from this movie is exactly proportional to the amount of joy i get from sarah jessica parker which okay, is okay again eh. you can't you gotta like both bet midler and sarah jessica parker play these roles that you've like never seen them play before and they do such a good job no, like I'm, I'm saying like sarah jessica parker is pretty good right but i'm, I'm just, not like this sarah is a jessica role parker that i don't fan. think you've seen her in before Okay. Clearly, because I'm. I mean, I'm a huge Sex and the City fan, and I love Sex and the City. And like the character Carrie Bradshaw is so different than the one that she's playing in this movie. Yeah, because if I remember correctly, the character she plays in this movie is magical junkie. Yeah, pretty accurate. <laughs> magical blondits. <laughs> okay. She looks pretty like cracked out the whole time. And she does look very cracked out. 
So I guess this movie has been getting a lot of attention on the internet lately. You've you've been talking about that. I haven't really seen it. So what what's going on? What's going on with Hocus Pocus on the memes? Um. So well, there's tons of wonderful memes on the internet of Hocus Pocus, which are great. But I found an article on Hollywood.com that's says 25 things you didn't know about Hocus Pocus, and I won't read them all. <laughs> Sounds like your uh, standard link bait article. Buckle up while we list all 25. No, um, but some interesting facts. Apparently, Leonardo DiCaprio was offered a bunch of money to play the part of Max, but turned it down to do What's Eating Gilbert Grape, which, of course... Uh, gave him critical praise. Yeah, so but he essentially was... turned down an Oscar. <laughs> oh, I remember reading this one. This one was really interesting. So apparently there's a scene where Billy comes out of his grave and he he uh, cuts the stitches open from his mouth and out of his mouth actually comes real moths. And the crew actually put a dental dam in his mouth <laughs> to keep the moths from going down his throat. Which is kind of crazy. They're not CG. That, that reminds me of there's a scene in uh, Silence of the Lambs where they pull the the moth uh, cocoon out of a dead body, but that had to be a real person playing the dead body. So they made this moth cocoon out of like Tootsie Rolls and shit, just in case she swallowed it. Ugh. <laughs> you, is that real? That Gross. doesn't sound real. <laughs> Why wouldn't that be real? I don't know. That sounds like exactly what you'd do if you had to jam something like, that looked like a moth cocoon down somebody's throat. A real, like a real movie, though? Throat. Like, they didn't have the budget for, like, one prosthetic head or whatever? Yeah. Are you sure it was a real person? Maybe they thought it was more realistic to have a, a actual person there. Maybe. Wait, what? Oh, I was only half listening to you, and now I'm really disturbed. <laughs> <laughs> um, another fun fact. Nine cats played Thatchery Banks, the cat. Wait, Nan cat? cat? Nine cats. Oh. Nine <laughs> cats have nine lives. Okay. What are you thinking of cats <laughs> who survived Nam? Like they were in the shit? No, Nan cat with the, the, the little animated cat. Another fun thing is that the film rights almost went to Steven Spielberg. So, so But he turned it down for like Jurassic a- Park. Yeah. <laughs> Way to go, Spielberg. God, Spielberg. Good job. So Spielberg done fucked up. Yeah. Made a movie about dinosaurs well, instead. Well, I don't know about I think, like, <laughs> I don't know about that. Instead of separate facts, there's just one fact, is that this movie was almost a movie starring Leo. Leonardo, DiCaprio, Leonardo DiCaprio, and it was almost a Spielberg film. Like, this would have been a really, really different movie. <laughs> yeah, seriously. Also, I remember Leo. reading that same article, and one of my favorite little facts is that this was supposed to be a direct-to-TV movie for Disney Channel, and somehow got mm-hmm. a theatrical release. And I think once you watch... In the summer, too. In the summer, yeah. Which apparently was odd. Very yeah. odd. Which means that old Kenny Ortega came full circle and now he's making Disney Channel That's true. Musicals. Disney was like, this guy, we're keeping this guy. This is our guy. This is it. So, Brett, what, what do you think you're going to feel from this movie? Emotions? Well, I, I have various memories of this film and I feel like... I mean, I feel like it's going to be enjoyable in the, like, in the bad movie kind of way because... It's definitely not like just a giant piece of crap, except that I do remember 
some point in the movie, something happens that makes no sense, and I will shout about it afterwards when it happens, because I'm sure you will too. <laughs> it's the whole movie. <laughs> But yeah, uh, let's see if we're on the same page when that rolls around. Yeah, uh, this is this is uh, enjoyably bad, is my guess. All right, so we've got Ash and Sam here who are clearly enthusiastic. I'm when was fan. the last time either of you have seen this movie? The last I honestly can't remember the last time I saw it and paid attention to it. I had <laughs> it on in the background sometime a couple of years ago while I was working on art stuff, and I did not really pay attention. So I don't mm. know. You think you're going to still be on board. Yeah. For me, this movie is like the embodiment of the Halloween spirit. So mm. that's what I will enjoy about it. As far as like filmmaking and the art of filmmaking, eh, probably not going to be great. <laughs> but I'll allow it. <laughs> Ash, are you on the same page with this? I, I don't think I've seen it in a really long time either. It's definitely been a long time. It's one of those movies, though, like, you know, if you're flipping through the channels, you leave it on. It's good. Mm. It's constantly ranked as one of my favorite Halloween films. There's there's so many, like, specific scenes in this movie that I remember. I love the Sarah Jessica Parker song that she sings. I always wanted a cat named Banks. I always wanted a black cat named Banks because of this movie. The scene where they land in the library and you hear like the French recording of Bibliothèque and it's like Ooh, It's yeah, like some Yes, exactly. And you haven't even seen the movie and you know. Right, but I've seen Flight of the Concords. Like Fafa? Is that what what? Yeah. Really? <laughs> Parlez-vous français? Uh, no. no. I la pispi. Splash, splash. <laughs> but there's uh, tons of, of just great moments. I'm being overshadowed here by a Flight of the Concords cover. Yeah, this is definitely one of my top favorite Halloween films. It's definitely a good one. Okay. Bryce, what do you think? Not really sure if I've seen this one. So uh, <laughs> You just don't even know. Yeah, I don't know. Really? You you haven't seen this? thought I had, but the more I've heard you guys talk about it, the less confident I feel about that. From this conversation, it seems like this is kind of the best case scenario of what we're dealing with in this podcast on the whole. Yeah. You two like it because you remember liking it. So it'll be interesting to see I will fight you. if you still like it, if it's still any good. It will be interesting. I think yeah. I will still like it. Well, let's, uh, let's all check out Hocus Pocus. And let's all meet here after that ridiculousness and talk about how we feel about it. I put a spell on you because we're podcasting. <laughs> put down your iPhone and sit here silently. I ain't asking. <laughs> so at, at what point does it become like ethical to, to use the souls of children to maintain life forms. It's where we're headed in our future. Are you, are you asking us or the Nazi party? It's, uh, it's I'm asking you witches. guys. What? But yeah, well, that was dumb. But the witches are dead at what? the end of the movie. And they have this book. And this book has the recipe for sustaining human life indefinitely. Uh, is it okay to use the soul of a child to like keep Stephen Hawking alive forever? Suddenly this became an episode of Torchwood. Wow, this is, <laughs> this is deep. This is my question. Wow. The movie ends, but there's so much more to talk about. 
what are the implications of reading a book that can read you? Okay, how many children, though? How many? Because, you know, I mean, Stephen Hawking. There's, I mean, I think they were pretty clear in the movie that you only needed, like, one child to go back, like, a decade at least. Uh, I'm going to go with, like, okay, three so decades. Okay, so here's where we need to call upon our Twitter audience. There is a sci-fi story or some thought experiment. I think it's a sci-fi story in which there's a town that completely sustains all life and happiness but it sucks the life force of a single child. Oh Jesus. And it's basically that same Is that, that LA? That question. Is it weird yeah. that I'm like super okay with that? <laughs> that yes. everybody has happy, fruitful, joyous lives but one child is being tortured at all time? Yeah, but like do is you see like the kid? Brett. I don't. <laughs> I don't know if I ever want to have children with you. This is terrifying. How could you say that? I definitely do not want to have children with you. Well, could is it is it in a a comfortable cage? You know. No. (laughs) It's being tortured. Well, yeah, but but they didn't specify is is it tortured in like a really comfortable chair? (laughs) Do you volunteer a sacrifice then? I mean. I feel like that should be like decided by a lottery, and well, my you chances know, are pretty good. He can't. He can't. He well, can't. You know, volunteer because yeah, he's not a child anymore. So like, you know, we live in a city of are nine you? million people. You know, I'm okay. I'm cool. I'll roll the dice. <laughs> I don't understand how how Dick Cheney got on this podcast. <laughs> <laughs> I think he just invented the Hunger Games. The Hunger. <laughs> And there's a lottery where you pick out one child to be sacrificed. Holy shit. Okay, but that's like the opposite, though. Mine is like the first kid out in the Hunger Games is the one that gets tortured. Now, how long does it get tortured? Like the rest of its life? And like, do they torture it enough to kill it? Yeah, actually, that's interesting because... Does it have to be the same kid until the kid dies? Or does it just have to be that one person has to be constantly being tortured? Because then, like, you know, you volunteer for torture for a week, and then you get, like, a ridiculous sum of money or something. Like, obviously, so it's release, sustaining the, the town. So they release this bewildered child into the cold light of day. You are Having free. been tortured. Like, now enjoy all the fruits of society, and it's just traumatic. It's like... It's like Kimmy Schmidt walking around not knowing how to handle his shit anymore because he's been tortured to make everybody else happy. What if uh, what if it was a uh, younger Jay and Silent Bob from the movie? Yeah, what was that? that weird? You mean you mean James Franco? <laughs> James James Franco, aka Jay from Jay, and his his character name was Jay, by the way. Yeah, Jay it and not so Jay. Silent Ice. Yeah. Something happened in between that time period. In fact, maybe it was Hocus Pocus. Maybe it was this event that made Silent Bob go silent for the rest of his you life. You mean Ice? Ice. <laughs> Back then he was Ice, but you know his friends knew him as Silent Bob. So I think I think it's important to say that before we watch this movie, uh-huh. I was pretty sure that I wouldn't like it, and then it started, and I'm like, wow, this is really good. Yeah. And then, oh no, <laughs> it transitioned to modern day. Oh. Like, I, I did not... There's so many movies like this. So the time period is the reason why you didn't like this movie? No, not the time period, but what was happening. Like, 
it's one so many movies it's like the first reel of the movie is really good and then we're we're stuck with the rest of the movie so exactly what point did the reel change there nick it was it How was, many frames was it exactly well, when I'm they not, changed reels and I've, the first <laughs> section of the movie? But it's like, wow, this is like the exactly what it's a story about what they were fr- afraid of in Colonial Salem. You know, when they were hunting and killing witches, this is what this is a representation of what they thought was happening and why they had to kill witches. And it was like it was clearly comic-y and over the top. But suddenly I'm into this movie where they play the idea of witches in Salem as a real thing. Like, this is a cool, fun concept. What do you mean it's not a real thing? <laughs> and then we had to jump forward in time. And and then we had to re-deal, deal with this, you know, ABC family farce that was the rest of it. Aww. Your, your uh, California tie-dye laid-back attitude. <laughs> hey, hey, Hollywood. <laughs> There's a lot of virgin talk in that movie, huh? And a lot of murder for a uh, Disney film. Seriously, they just oh, watch yeah. those witches like cook alive in a kiln. That was kind of, kind of totally yeah. fucked up. Ah, but they were fine. Well, and they straight up murdered a child within the first like ten minutes of the film. Yeah, that's true. They legitimately did. Actually, two children. Well, I guess they didn't murder Binks. He's dead. Well. Well, it wasn't clear if he died because the magic went away or if he died because he, like, fell to his death and then didn't get regenerated that time. Yeah. <laughs> well, it's, think, he only gets, what is it, 11 or 12 regenerations? I think he died <laughs> because the witches, well. So I, I did enjoy the, uh, the motorcycle cop not played by but should have been played by Patrick Warburton. Oh, my gosh. It should have been played by him. Like, that was clearly what they were going for right there. Was he even big when this movie uh, came out? The Tick Kronk. or Putty from Seinfeld. Oh, Croc. See? Croc's the one I knew him from. Yeah. <laughs> from what? The Llama movie. I'm Emperor's fl- New Groove. Oh, thank you. Yes. Yeah. Thank oh, you. yeah. Oh, you say, oh, yeah, like yeah. it's a bad movie. Don't even. Squeak, squeaker, squeak it. I've never seen it. <laughs> <gasps> it's so good. It's really funny. But yeah, so so uh the the easy bake witches thing. Uh <laughs> Did, did that not bother tech? anyone else that the movie ended there and then it didn't end? Is that your whole thing? No, that made total sense to me. Yeah, because I agree. this spell that that they cast guaranteed that they stayed alive throughout all Hollow's Eve night until the morning. That's the spell that she casts. That they're alive until the break of dawn if they don't get the souls of children. How'd they break out of the oven? Oh, oh, that I don't know. So they should have been alive, but stuck. But stuck in the oven, absolutely. And like, what I kind of a you were fucked gonna... up plan was that? Like, oh, I've got an idea. Let's fucking burn them to death in the oven at school. Burn them to death. Thanks, That's Disney. what you do to witches. That is literally what they did to witches. In the, didn't you call it like the Holocaust oven at one point, Oh, Nick? yes, it's very Auschwitz. <laughs> Yeah, but they they like they they set it up that they didn't burn the witches. They hung the witches in this movie. So that that they had that idea was pretty That's fucked true. up. Yeah. The uh, so They're kids. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Apparently that broke Brett. I don't understand. Like, this is why we should suck their souls. Cuz kids are children. like they're not 
capable of physically overpowering them. They're tricking oh, them. I thought you were just like, oh, they're kids. Of course they would think of cooking them to death. Like, <laughs> kids I are meant, made like, of evil. I meant like, how are kids going to overpower three witches and hang them? And like build the whole thing to hang the witches. To build no. the gallows. Yeah, the gallows. You know, that would have made an interesting end to the story. That's yeah. way worse was, than just throwing them in an oven. Wouldn't that have been part of the museum, though? Hey, Mom and Dad, we need to gather together supplies and quickly build gallows. <laughs> Don't yeah. ask me why. Sorry we Sorry. tore down the swing set, but we really needed it to <laughs> hang these witches. They could have had an extended dance sequence where they were, like, dance building the gallows. Dancing and building. <laughs> dance oh. building. I thought the moment that you were going to bring up was the moment where Bette Midler clearly understands how a police officer pulls over a car and asks for their license and registration. And also the lyrics to I Put a Spell on You. Well, that one I'll give her. <laughs> yeah. Well, she only knew the first couple of lyrics, and then... And then she made them up. And then she made them up. <laughs> yeah, they're pretty, pretty uh, dumb when needed and pretty savvy when needed. So watching this... I have to say that I would totally go to a haunted house that was Hocus Pocus themed. You know, I was thinking of the same thing. Like, if this is the ultimate Halloween movie, then why is there not a maze in Universal Horror Nights with this? Maybe it's not it's, a Universal movie. It's, it's a not, Disney movie. No, it is a Disney movie. Actually yeah. scary. That would but, be amazing, though. Yeah, but it also might be, like, as cheesy as the monster remix maze, where there's, like, a DJ DJ Frankenstein. <laughs> oh God! Dude. There's just someone dressed as Bette Midler singing the whole yeah. time. You guys are just selling this even further. You think that this is making it sound like a bad idea, but this is just making it sound like a great idea. And then there's like younger Jay and Silent Bob hanging from the ceiling. Hey, totally. Sold. Yeah, I could see this whole thing as a Disneyland attraction. Actually, this would be pretty good, Disney, if you're listening. I they even managed to to inject Johnny Depp into this somehow. What? Where? The, as the zombie. Johnny, it's like Duncan Jones as Johnny Depp as the zombie. Oh, yeah. That's true. He could be like the quirky guy at the end of the, you know, haunted house. Come back next time. Doing his shitty Keith Richards impression. <laughs> so what? what is the deal with movies like this and the kid getting... What's the deal with... <laughs> movies like this and the kids getting the most badass room in the house oh my god like I know. oh we just moved to salem so the kid gets to have the gigantic room with a cupola and you know did stairs you, in the bedroom did and, you not get the cool room as a child no i got the worst possible room as a child. i forced my parents to trade rooms with me <laughs> yeah nick was essentially harry potter as a kid like just under the stairs <laughs> under the stairs well, pretty much like <laughs> pretty much if you tried to open my bedroom door it hit my bed oh <laughs> oh yeah. where'd you live in new york no wow well, mm. nick did your did your parents build a shed for you <laughs> in the, did you also have to walk through the backyard to get to the bathroom <laughs> <laughs> Just pooped out the window. Too <laughs> <laughs> oh, far. Did you guys notice in the credits Pixar? I did. I pointed that out actually. Oh wow! Yeah. So this was when Pixar was doing like was like an offshoot so of it's, Lucasfilm doing visual effects. Exactly, but it wasn't 
Pixar the company it was it was before that when Pixar was just the name of the computer they were using oh. wow so it was like the like the beta Pixar beta Pixar there didn't really seem to any, be anything really digitally composited well, in like uh, maybe the, the lightning fingers the cat the, the cat the cat there was there was lots of CG cat huh that's fascinating yeah because I knew they were just like this little offshoot of Lucasfilm doing visual effects I just didn't really know what movies they were involved with apparently this one and then they were like hey let's spin off into our own company and make Toy Story hey, let's hey, make good we, movies we can do better than this come on guys Thank God they got a lot better at animating because that cat was not That great. cat was pretty rough. It was pretty yeah. rough, but like as much as I bitched about a lot of other CG in like later 90s movies, like that was all right for 93. Yeah. 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 I guess I thought it was like a puppet composited onto. Sometimes it was a puppet. As, yeah. yeah. I, I feel like it might have been like a puppet with CG face. No, no, no. Or something like the face was like too animated the whole head was definitely cg i think the only time i really noticed that it was a puppet was when he got ran over so they just had like a headless cat Aww. that they cg'd a head on i honestly didn't pay attention <laughs> to the body because i was too busy watching how terrible the lip sync was yeah. the lip sync oh on the animated cat yeah oh it, it wasn't great but you know for 93 it could have been a lot worse yeah, I thought the uh, rotoscoping, the ghost Binks guy at the end was pretty hilarious. <laughs> hilariously awful. Yeah, that whole ending sequence was kind of weird. I like how the gates open for the ghosts and then close after they go through. Like Danny, they couldn't Danny, just walk through it. Danny, Danny, I'm with you always. <laughs> I'm going to walk away now. It really was. <laughs> but I'll be behind you. <laughs> I'll be with you always. In in a movie like what most movies are, which are all about the in ultimate goal. In a movie goal, like movies. Well, where the ultimate goal is just to survive, that whole end of the movie was about just dealing with the fact that half of everybody involved was now dead. Also previously dead. Yeah. Yeah. It's like, all right, Billy, have a good night. Yeah. Being dead. <laughs> Yeah. He's like, peace. It's like, oh. Yeah. And it's like, oh, the cat's dead. That's the worst thing that's happened this whole movie. I'm so sad. Don't be sad. I'm dead now. <laughs> okay? Well, he got to be with his sister. Who is? Dead. Dead. Yeah. So it was all about, like, being okay with the thing happening that we were trying to avoid the whole movie, well, which that... is half of everybody dying. <laughs> well, I think they were trying to avoid... The entire city of Salem being killed. The alternative to that ending is they have a like a human as a pet. <laughs> That's a little <laughs> creepy. No, like the alternative is an awesome talking cat who's completely <laughs> humiliated every single day because it's actually a dude, but this little eight year old girl is gonna like put it in a headlock every dude, time she goes okay, to okay. sleep. Okay, okay. Revelation. If the cat had not died. That totally would have been Sabrina the Teenage Witch's origin story. Yes, I was just gonna say that. Totally, oh, Sabrina the Teenage Witch, Salem, and then he just he took over the name of his hometown, Salem. Yeah. And became... is that the cat's name? And yeah, Sabrina. Salem, isn't it? Yeah. Am I wrong? I think so. I, I haven't seen it for Once a while. Once again, but... not the target audience. <laughs> You're not like a 14 year old girl in the 90s. 
So did that did that one scene? This is just a random thought, but that one scene in the alley with the guy grabbing the lobster out of the tank was that supposed to be like a, a Little Mermaid tie-in real life reference? It could have been. I don't know. There was also a a giant Mrs. He, Potts running around. Well, no, because he wasn't saying les poissons, les poissons. <laughs> 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 That's how you would know if it's a Little Mermaid reference. <laughs> no, he was too busy I singing I always loved in that song how he rhymed poisson with ha ha ha. <laughs> like, that's the perfect rhyme. Uh, speaking of Disney stuff, in the beginning of the movie, when uh, the brother makes a deal with his sister about going out to the creepy house, and she says, next year you'll have to dress as Peter Pan with tights and everything Mm -hmm. that reminded me that when i was about three years old i totally made my poor grandpa dress as peter pan and i was tinkerbell he had to wear green tights and there is actually photographic evidence and i feel really bad your grandpa (laughs) my grandpa like old man in tights well he wasn't that old then all my family's pretty young but yeah how old do you have to be to not be that old to wear tights i feel like i feel like you're always too old to be wearing tights you're saying he was a man old man a man in tights tight tights (laughs) that is like one of my favorite movies of all time so i guess what did everybody think about it well nick Oh, God, I'm trying to remember. There was something you were talking about before the movie. Bibliotech? No. Um, oh, High School Musical. Uh-huh. I think it's 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 a perfect analog to High School Musical. Oh, Jesus. Don't no, I, I truly do. Like, this is something that certain people loved, so I have to respect it. I can see the value of it. I can see how, I, I don't know, five-year-old girls musical. in 1993 would love it. It's not good, uh, but I can understand how... I put a spell on you! <laughs> certain people in certain times of their life would enjoy it. Certain and I think times of their life. That's kind of the point of this whole experiment, is seeing that some of us love certain movies... Just say movies you hated it. You, you hated it. ...during a time you and place really, in their life. Really that doesn't mean it. that those movies this are good is, today. This is such a polite way of pointing that you hated it. I hated it. You hated it. I hated it. <laughs> I did not like this movie. I'm not a five-year-old girl in 1993. <laughs> um, that was pretty much exactly what I expected. Not a great movie, but I still love it because I remember it as a kid. And I will probably still watch it every year at Halloween just because of that reason. Was anything different than you remembered? Uh, the jokes were a lot more inappropriate than I remember them being. <laughs> um other than that it was about the level of cheese that i would have expected maybe it was slightly better than i anticipated but there's like in my opinion a certain charm to 90s movies that you don't see in kids movies today like you would never see some of those inappropriate jokes or like you would never see a child die within the first five to ten minutes of a of a child kids film today i don't know i don't know can you name another movie well like Uh, like paranorman a child does not die within the first 10 minutes of that movie right an old lady does yeah but a child like that's genuinely usually (laughs) not okay (laughs) (laughs) nobody cares about old people nick okay so specifically it has to be a child like mufasa doesn't 
Like that was kind of a big deal. Mufasa, Mufasa doesn't died. count either. I know, but it's like it's facing children with significant amounts Here, of I, death. I will give you an example. Nemo's mother. Also not a child. I know, but these are traumatic. No, events. You, it has to be a child. I'm saying that kid died within the first like ten minutes of this film, and like we were all okay with it. <laughs> like, well, I mean, you could upset. you could see her moving in the chair after she was dead, though. <laughs> yeah, you didn't see the life slip from her dying eyes as her arms fell limply to her side. I'm just saying, child death doesn't happen often in films for kids. Okay, so apparently in Sleepy Hollow, a kid dies. What the Sleepy fuck, Hollow internet? Not... You just, what did you Google? Sleepy Hollow is not a child <laughs> She Googled movie. movies where kids die. <laughs> I'm not the first one to ask it either. There's so There are many... a lot of results. Yeah. <laughs> like, can I address the internet for a moment? Dear internet. Like Nick, Nick would like a word. Internet, you are you you got problems. You've you're unruly. You've crossed some lines. In what situation do you need that information besides right now? And uh, besides, at, if you- at my old job, totes needed this information, where I had to look up random shit in movies. Besides Sam's old job, this specific situation and the situation that Brett proposed earlier in a Hunger Games world. (laughs) (laughs) When do you need this information? I feel like this list is getting pretty long of reasons that we have to exclude. I feel like there's reasons, Ash. (laughs) I guess so. Do you guys think this movie, with its theatrical release, comparing it to... Jumanji's like 100 million and you know Jurassic Park's billion dollars that the, like the 30 mil this made was is kind of shitty. Yeah, but consider it was meant for TV. They probably spent like 10 mil on this movie. Well, and it was released in the summer when it you know clearly it would have done better had it been released in fall. <laughs> the summer clearly. blockbuster hocus pocus. So Brad, what did you think? You've seen this movie before. Yeah, I'd seen it before. And watching it again now, I feel like my initial assessment was pretty good. That it was it was kind of a shitty movie. Uh, <laughs> but I was laughing more often than not, which, which puts it a lot higher than some other movies. Yeah. But I also laugh at really bad jokes, so. <laughs> it's true. Uh, but I enjoyed it. I think, I, yeah, I would watch that again, uh, given enough alcohol. I would never ever watch that again such a prude i saw you laughing i saw you laughing from time to time maybe was, was i laughing at how preposterous it was i don't know did you did well, you not laugh at the uh the bubble bubble i'm in trouble <laughs> <laughs> it's actually really sad how underused sarah jessica parker is like and it, she's pretty good in this too it really bums me out when i see good actors subjected to crap like this i just love the fact that even if she doesn't have a like a line in the scene she is just stealing the scene for whatever the fuck she's doing in the background there were several scenes there's mm. one scene where she's like eating a spider and i just can't yeah. not look at her and then yeah. there's another scene where she's just like swinging like a freaking ridiculous crazy person from the fucking gate yeah at the cemetery and, like, and she's just like Ugh. yeah <laughs> yeah she definitely gets 
what what I'm gonna call the David Allen Greer Award <laughs> for like best character in a terrible movie. I think Brett, you were totally correct in the fact that she just seems like this ridiculous druggie that's just... super burnout. <laughs> yeah. Well, I I enjoyed the film. It's been so long since I'd seen it that the beginning part was all new to me again because I completely forgot about all of that. I forgot that it like started in the old Salem time and there were several moments of this film that I was like, oh man, I forgot about that. But I wonder if that's, there's this phenomenon that I've experienced these movies. Are you going to insult me right now? No, no, no. I, it's a, I think it's kind of interesting. No, like, you're going to insult me. Not at all. There's there's movies that we've seen millions of times, uh-huh. but we haven't seen the whole thing because the millions of times that we've seen them have been on repeats on cable or Comedy Maybe. Central or something like that. And we always come in 20 minutes in. Oh, yeah. So if you've seen this movie 15 times, you might have seen the first part of the movie three times. Maybe. Like, I'd seen Ferris Bueller's Day Off like 10 times before I saw him tell his parents that he was sick. Interesting. Oh, yeah. That puts the movie in quite a different context. Yeah, I don't... I, it was, <laughs> yeah, then he's just, just like, like a terrible person. Uh, yeah. <laughs> yeah, exactly. He's just the worst child ever. It's kind of important. I think I picked up in context, but yeah. I have to admit that it, like, was slightly not what I remembered. Um, I don't know if I would say it wasn't necessarily as good, but I still enjoyed myself. I mean, maybe it was a teeny bit not as good as I remembered, but it was still... I still had a really good giant time. It was a bit more cheesy, I think, than I remembered it being, but... Mm. Not cheesy. Whimsy. Whimsy. No, that's cheesy. Also, Bette Midler <laughs> turned into a weeping angel. She really did. Oh my she God. really did turn into a weeping angel. Hey, Bryce, what did you think? It was all right. Kind of cheesy. Oh, we just said not cheesy whimsy. No, it's cheesy. Bryce is right. <laughs> is it? The Bryce is right. Is The Bryce is right. Well, Sam and I liked it. And Brett. So there you have it. This movie is three-fifths good. <laughs> So the three-fifths compromise is that we'll never watch that movie again. The three-fifths compromise is you need to cut this bit. (laughs) Yeah. So that was Hocus Pocus, and we hope it it brightened your Halloween. It certainly darkened mine. (laughs) (laughs) Boo. Well, I think that's it for us. Thank you very much. And uh, if you also watched uh, Hocus Pocus, uh, our apologies. No, um, we are no. not sorry. Three, three, I three bet fifths, they loved it. Three-fifths of you probably had a great time. Two-fifths of you had a great time? Please, tweet us. The rest of you had some goddamn sense. On Twitter and tell Nick how wrong he is. You can tweet at us at Let's Rewatch and just tell him how awfully wrong he is in his taste of movies. And childhood. Your taste in childhood. And children. <laughs> if you want to discuss the ethics of killing children for the public good, uh, you can Twitter at me at bread underscore eagles. So thank you for listening to Let's Rewatch and watching Hocus Pocus along with us. Yeah, if you have other suggestions, you can, again, you can tweet at us at Let's Rewatch. And uh, I just wanted to thank a couple people that have been tweeting at us on Twitter. Erica G., uh, who just tweeted tonight and guessed that we were watching Hocus Pocus. Um, We have Mason Knapp, 
Mal R retweets, uh, HM Pod, and several others. Thank you for tweeting at us. Please send us your movie suggestions. We'd love to hear them. And we want to give a big shout out to at I think it's a hash five who left us a five star review on iTunes. So thank you very much for that. Speaking of reviews, if you listen to the show and loved it, please review us. If you listen to the show and hated us, lie. <laughs> Shut the fuck up. <laughs> and don't forget that uh, this is one of many parts of the Last Ash TV network. We're on YouTube at Last Ash TV. You can find the nerd stuff, nerd food, and nerd lulls. There's lots of all three of those things with the shows like The Hunger Dames the uh, great video game parodies and me and Ash's other awesome drinking show uh, Let's Drink, where we drink alcohol, usually uh, it's pretty Even funny more than we do here yeah, yeah, more, more than here, which is a lot <laughs> <laughs> so make sure you subscribe on iTunes, join us every other week as we uh, check out more movies from our past and see if they're actually any good yeah, next time we're going to be watching Three Ninjas Knuckle Up. <laughs> Three Ninjas Knuckle Deep, what? That sounds like a porno. <laughs>